This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. It's Wednesday, May the 25th. And first today, a Canterbury dad has spoken out after his picture was posted online in a bid to track down suspected fly tippers. Liam Blackwell says his children are now being picked on in school after the image was circulated by Canterbury City Council. Well, the authority claims he was caught on camera dumping rubbish next to a bin store outside Elizabeth Court in Herne Bay. The 33-year-old reacted to it all online. Famous again. Oh, cheers for everyone calling me, texting me, blah, 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 Kent online. I've literally been flat out all day. I've finished work and trained and I've read the whole thing. I thought it's for St. Carl's, but it ain't. It's about um, me putting a plastic box outside a bin shed because the bin shed was absolutely ramo. Um, yeah, that, cam- that camera ain't even been there that long anyway, I said the 28th, I-, I can remember when I put that box out there, because the bins of ramo, and um, yeah mate, they-, they call that fly tipping, a plastic box, if you look in all the other photos, there's wardrobes, doors, matches, blah blah blah, that ain't got nothing to do with me, the cameras will see that anyway, so I'm not bothered, but I do appreciate everyone not tagging my name and that, but it doesn't really matter anyway, I'm not bothered, it's getting- they're going to get called up tomorrow, and if they want to put, um, put me all over that for fly tipping for a plastic box and I thought there's more serious stuff in the world like stabbings and all stuff like that but um, yeah obviously that's that's priority me putting a plastic box outside ain't the first time I'll be in it ain't the last so I'm not I'm not bothered but like I said I appreciate everyone ringing me and calling me and um, yeah it's what it is it's what it is so um, won't, won't worry about it so sweet Well, the council have sent us a statement, and this is what it says. An appeal like this is always very carefully thought through in advance, and we are aware of the impact it can cause. It is very much a last resort when all other options to resolve a problem have been exhausted. We are continuing to investigate this and are grateful for the information that has come in so far and will be taking appropriate action. We will also be reviewing the general situation regarding how residents of Elizabeth Court dispose of their rubbish. The bin storage area featured in the appeal is one of two that are available for this block. We will be looking to see if any tweaks to the disposal arrangements are required. Kent Online News. Other top stories from Kent today and a midwife has told an inquest a baby who died after his mum was turned away from a Kent hospital would have survived if she'd been admitted sooner. Rachel Hicks was told there wasn't enough room for her at the QEQM in Margate when she was in labour in September 2019. Her son Archie Batten was born at home and only lived for 27 minutes. A coroner's due to record her conclusions next week. Officers investigating an attack in Canterbury say they're looking for a particular person who saw what happened. A man was hit with a bottle during a fight with three others in the Friars earlier this month. He was treated in hospital for a facial injury. Police, meantime, are continuing to investigate a pitch invasion at Gillingham's final home game of the season. More than 2,000 Rotherham fans 
fans were at Priestfield and clashed with home supporters while celebrating their promotion to the Championship. The Jules lost the match 2-0 and were relegated to League 2. Now, research by the Kent Online podcast has found you can book a flight to some European cities for less than the price of a train ticket from Kent to London. Commuters have to pay as much as £65 a day if they're travelling from somewhere like Ashford to get to work. That's twice as expensive as a seat on a plane to Barcelona, which we found online for just £30. John Bosco and Wogbo is from the campaign group We Own It. He's been speaking to Lucy. It's utterly ridiculous. Our rail fares have gone up constantly and steadily since privatisation. have gone up by about 25%. Part of the reason for that is that private companies have to extract profit. We would save about a billion pounds a year if we if our rail was not run by private companies. And by some estimates, that would save users of trains about 18% in their rail fares. We're in a, a cost of living crisis at the moment. You know, families are having to pay out more for pretty much everything. Um, and we're also at a time when people are being encouraged to go back into the office, which for a lot of Kent people involves going into London, using the trains. Mm. Um, so how, how are we in this situation and, and what kind of pressures does it put on households? I mean, enormous. Um, energy bills are basically doubled now. Um, the price of food is going up. The price of literally everything is going up. And we are in the midst of a cost of living crisis, but we are also in the midst of very much the climate crisis. It's, if you like, the crisis that everyone almost forgot about when we had the pandemic, but it's still here with us. And I think what is really interesting is that all of these crises that we are dealing with at the moment appear to provide us an opportunity to deal with the climate crisis, right? Because I think a solution to dealing with, for example, the cost of living crisis in energy has to do with, for example, exploring a publicly owned energy supplier that's going to kind of run without making profit. Part of the, at the moment, we know that energy companies are essentially raking in the profits at the same time as people are paying double for their energy. At the same, I think, can um, apply to the trains. We saw an analysis in 2019, I think it was, um, run by the Trade Union Congress that found that um, the train fares for people who were commuting to work, including a lot of people in Kent, had increased by about five times the rate of rail fares in other places in Europe. And that's hitting people's pockets. And even worse now, at this very moment when the price of everything else is going up and wages are not going up at the same time, right? So I think the government really does need to pull its act together, really, and begin to think about what works for people. And clearly, they have a bit of an ideological obsession with private companies running things, but that is not working for us at the moment. Um, In a lot of countries, Switzerland, for example, has the best railway system in the world, um, part of the reason why it's considered the best railway system in the world is that it's really punctual, but also cost-effective, not too expensive for passengers. And it's totally 
publicly owned. Well, John Bosco wants the railway to be brought back under public ownership. We have been in touch with the Department for Transport. They say they're determined to help during the cost of living crisis and more than a million ticket prices were recently slashed in the Great British Rail Sale. You can read their statement in full by heading to the story at Kent Online. Elsewhere, the RMT unions deciding whether to go ahead with a strike which could cause major disruption on the trains in Kent. Network Rail and Southeastern staff are among those who voted to walk out in a row over pay and conditions. No dates have been announced yet and discussions, we're told, are ongoing. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. This sounds like pretty shocking news today. A food bank has been set up to help NHS staff at Darren Valley Hospital near Dartford. Five other trusts across the country have taken similar action amid concerns healthcare workers can't afford to eat properly due to the rising cost of living. While well, unions have described it as a shocking state of affairs. A report's revealed what life's like inside a prison housing some of Kent's most notorious killers. Wayne Cousins, David Fuller and Michael Stone are among those being held at HMP Franklin, a Category A jail in County Durham. The Independent Monitoring Board has found violence breaks out on average every four days, staffing is a constant challenge and illegal contraband is an issue. Drugs, weapons and phones were among the items seized. You can head to the story at Kent Online to see what conditions are like inside. A third P&O ship which normally runs from Dover is having safety checks. The Pride of Canterbury hasn't moved from the port since the firm sacked nearly 800 staff without warning back in March. Two other ships are currently operating between Kent and Calais but also underwent several safety inspections before being cleared to sail. Now the Kent Online podcast has been told how a new programme in Kent will hopefully stop young people from ending up in County Line's drug gangs. It's called Catch 22 and is all about preventing vulnerable youngsters from being targeted. Kent has seen a decline in the number of county lines gangs operating here over the last six years from a high of 80 to 37 in the spring of this year however because the county is so close to london plus we've got a huge coastline it does mean young people will always be a target for those wanting to exploit and abuse them well ish has been speaking to mark stevens and he's the senior service manager at catch 22 it's about educating them educating people around these young people to help spot the signs that keep them safe but also helping to educate the young people themselves who are being groomed into that into that situation I suppose um, and providing them resources and alternative um, positive role models and, and acti- activities and a variety of different approaches I suppose to help to help move them away from that situation. So we're going to have a, a small team of um, professionals, highly trained, highly experienced. We are also recruiting, but we'll, we'll, we'll take this team of professionals and they'll be working across across Kent and we will work with young people on a one-to-one basis and, and provide that intense support that they need. But also they'll be out going to meet with professionals in schools. We've already had requests actually from a couple of colleges across Kent and upskill their staff to help spot the signs and the and, and, and help support them young people that are identified. From your experience with, with the team elsewhere, can you just talk about the impact being involved in, in this type of situation can be on a young person, how long lasting that is, and, and how is it you then, I guess, help them to recover from that life? 
Yeah, I, I think every case is different. Every young person uh, would have been groomed in a different way, and and the trauma that they experience can be quite traumatic. So, so, so we understand that, and all our staff are trained in that in that trauma informed approach. So, each case is different, and 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 we have to take that on a case by case basis, and and put the right the right counselling and support and and interventions in place to help tackle some of that. It, it can be very long lasting. Um, the the trauma they they suffer and. We're dealing with lots of mental health issues and, and and trauma associated to this type of work, but the staff are trained to deal with that and, and, and we approach that as sensitively as we can. Kent Online reports. There are fresh concerns today about traffic gridlock on the incredibly busy Medway City Estate. Commissioner's Road in Strood is set to be closed for four months for gas mains work, leaving the 6,000 workers on the industrial estate just one route in and out. Now, work is due to start from June the 6th. We have asked the council for a comment. It all comes just weeks, really, since the Medway Tunnel completely reopened after one lane was closed off as major work was carried out to improve a roundabout and introduce a slip lane at the other exit to the city estate. In East Kent, meantime, drivers face being fined if they leave their vehicles running while waiting in traffic. Canterbury Council say it's clamping down on engine idling in a bid to cut air pollution in the city, as well as in Whitstable and Herne Bay. Enforcement officers are able to issue £20 penalties to drivers who keep their engines running while stationary after being asked to switch them off. At Kent Online today, you can see for the first time Time, what a controversial development in Hythe could eventually look like when it's finished. 150 homes are planned for Prince's Parade, along with shops, food places and a small hotel. Architects say they're hoping to work with the community who've battled against the proposals. There'll be a meeting with them next week. Now, volunteers who keep one of Kent's biggest parks clean and tidy fear it could lose its green flag status because the hut they use is being demolished. Council bosses want to get rid of it to make way for a new £2.5 million cafe at Moat Park, where the Moat Park Fellowship use the hut to store their equipment. They have been offered a room in the new building when it's completed, but say it won't be big enough to keep all of their kit. A doggy daycare in Medway may be forced to close if it's unable to secure new premises by the end of next month. Harry Poppins has been renting a commercial site in Gillingham, but after five years, its lease renewal has been denied. The owner says 11 jobs are at risk and hundreds of dogs could have nowhere to go while their owners are away at work. And work's underway to track down the owner of a dog that was rescued from the River Stour in Sandwich. Members of the public managed to use a sausage from a nearby chip shop to try and lure the terrier out of the water last Friday. She was eventually lifted out in a hoodie. You can see pictures of the dramatic rescue by heading to Kent Online. Kent Online Sports. Cricket first and Kent get their T20 Blast campaign underway tonight. The defending champions welcome Somerset to Canterbury. Speaking on the club's YouTube channel, Captain Sam Billings says if they're going to win the competition again, it's all about consistency. 2020, people look forward to this time of the year. Um, It's entertaining big crowds. Um, They're the kind of nights you want to be involved in as players. So I think as a group, it's a perfect time um, to kind of have that fresh approach in a... Let's be honest, our fortunes in terms of 2020 cricket compared to championship cricket in the last few years, we've, we've been consistently one of the best teams in the country as a T20 outfit. And uh, we showed that last year and hopefully we can build on that. That's the opportunity and, and that's the challenge moving forward is to, yes, um, 
kind of find that form, find that process of what we did so well um, over, over the last couple of years. But it's actually finding that rhythm quickly, adapting, and, and we've got a target on our backs, which we're very happy with, actually. Meantime, head coach Matt Walker is challenging his side to become the first to win the competition back-to-back. -back. There's no reason why this group should fear anybody. And that when you win something, you like to think that the real... The real benefit of that is the confidence it should spread among the group. We talk about getting over the line in competitions and we did it last year and it's lovely to win and everyone's very pleased with that. Um, the, the feeling now seven months down the line going into this competition again is we should be very confident. Uh, now that doesn't mean we take anything, anything for granted because as, as Sam said the, the target on our back has just got a lot bigger. Um, we, you know, we're always going to be slightly unfancied just because we're Kent and people obviously look down their nose a bit at this county but we prove that we are a force to be reckoned with and I think our record has, has stood up for the last three or four years um, but it should breed confidence and whenever we walk out this competition this year we shouldn't be able to fear anybody but we've got to be good we've got to be as good as we were last year if not better I think our squad has strengthened uh, a bit more and I think the experience that we've had last year players really emerging but we can't take anything, anything for granted we want to try and create history that is the challenge this year no one's ever done it which makes it uh, obviously an enormous challenge but we've definitely got the squad to do it um, but as we know with T20, it's a lot of it's on the day and we've got to be really good on the day more often than not. Well, play tonight at the Spitfire Ground. St Lawrence is due to get underway at seven. We'll have details of the result in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, tomorrow morning. On to tennis now and Ken's Emma Rajikanu has been knocked out of the French Open. The 19-year-old from Orpington lost her second round match to Alexandra Sasnovich from Belarus. It was Emma's first time playing at the Grand Slam in Paris and she's recently been recovering from a back injury. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can head to the What's On pages to check out our guide to what to do in the county over half term. We'll be back with a podcast tomorrow. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.